More on Apple's Unleashed event. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Slack, available to silver, gold, and platinum patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up today at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two in our coverage of the Unleashed event that Apple held this past Monday. This time around, we tap into a discussion about HDMI 2.0 versus 2.1, the always controversial notch, MagSafe, and start a discussion about the 1080p camera. Let's go to the panel and let them do the talking. Um, to, to catch up with the chat room, because they're very talkative tonight. This is great. Um, Eric says, yeah, Apple's not going to quit making CPUs unless they, they're somehow forced to. Um, I hope this isn't sexist, okay. ladies. But um, he said, used female intuition, I guess, for your mutual appearance. Um, it's super effective. Okay. What? We just knew we were going to The gonna fact that you here. two popped on together. Yeah, I was going to say you could also, like, maybe we were sending signals, because, you know, like, you send signals, they're waves through our curly hair, and they, like, amplified the signal. You know, I took the rubber band out in my reception and put well, dramatically. I questioned it earlier, but isn't it also because Chuck just let you in at the same time? Yes. Well, to some degree. To some degree. But they both Why would you on. ruin the magic, Jim? <laughs> yeah, come on, We Jim. both showed come up on. magically so, at once, Jim. Well, you still had to have showed up pretty close, but... they did. Oh, they did. Um, Webb says his MacBook Pro ship date was moved from December to November today. I'm jealous, Webb. Congratulations. Um, Eric says, keeping things in perspective, I ordered a Microsoft Ocean Plastic Mouse today. That's within my budget. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, let's see Ocean what else. Plastic. So mm -hmm. Kelly, Microsoft is is uh, selling a mouse now. Where the uh, the the big marketing point for it is all of the plastic in the in the shell for it mm -hmm. is uh, is recycled from plastic that was uh, reclaimed out of the ocean. That's awesome. Mm. Oh, okay. I love it. Thank you for clarifying that, Jeff. That sounds pretty awesome, um, actually. The 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 I other Jeff or in the chat room says when the M1s first, and this is a good question, when the M1s first came out, there was a lot of talk about the amount of RAM was not as important as in the past. Is that true? Yes. You can touch on that. So hang, hang no. on to that, Kelly, because okay, <laughs> okay, hang on, guys. Um uh yeah, there's a step in the wrong direction. It's nice to have expandability and upgradability. <laughs> Excuse me, talking about the fact that you can't upgrade these. Um, and let's see, Webb said his only slight disappointment is that the Ethernet port is still a dongle. While Wi-Fi is still pretty good, but if available when or I happen to be prefer, I, I prefer to be hardwired. Um, so I kind of agree with that, but I also think that an Ethernet port may have just been too, too big for this. Physically wire. impossible. Yeah. I yeah. really thought we were going to get the power brick with Ethernet in it like the iMac, Scott. I didn't think we were going to. But I was hoping. And well, maybe that could still come. You can sell an accessory after the fact. Right. That's but true. the MagSafe mm -hmm. isn't going to be able to be able to connect to it. Yeah. MagSafe doesn't, MagSafe doesn't use yeah. data. And I don't think you know, it does use data. I think, you know, the thing on the on the iMac, which nobody seems to think about, I mean, the reason why they have that 
the whole magnetic connector for both power and Ethernet is because the iMac is too thin for those connectors. Oh, I know. And and so somebody was like, well, what are we going to do? Oh, I know. We'll use a magnet and then we'll – But and also that magnet on the iMac is this, you know, super studly, you know, whereas the MagSafe, the whole point of it is, you know, it's designed to come off. And you don't want that for something with data going through it. Right. Well, and the other thing too, though, I think I, I would have been horrified if they had put the Ethernet on the power supply because this is a laptop. I mean, an iMac is one thing. It's going to sit on your desk and that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd much rather have a dongle to connect to Ethernet right. that I can I can put on whichever if, port I want. But if and, it's going to have a wire, if you're going to be connected to a thing, why not also be connected to power? That was part of why I thought it was kind of a gimme when we once we saw it on the iMacs was like, oh, that's totally the, a thing they could do for laptops because then, you know, We've given people a thing for free that we used to charge them $29 for. You're welcome. And everybody freaks out because they got their Ethernet port back. Yay. And so it just seemed sort of like an easy win for for Apple in that respect. So that was sort of why I thought that's what was going to happen. Kelly, if you've ever been to DubDub and wanted to download the new operating system in Xcode with the um, Ethernet uh, things they have there, you would know why you might be connected to Ethernet and not power. Oh, no, I know. Like in that instance. But yeah, like if you're going to be connected to a cable, it just seemed like that would be an easy thing, you know, because like to your point, Chuck, like, yeah, if it's going to be a laptop, it's going to be a laptop. But if I have to get a wire to get the Internet on it in the first place, then why not just plug it into power? Well, then I'm still the person that sits over here and goes, give me two USB ports on my charger, Apple, literally any of them. If you really want to be environmental, Make me one charger with two ports so I can charge my thing that I bought from you and the other thing I bought from you. Thank you. Well, an Nobody interesting thing get that is, either. is no other vendor has done that. Um, Nobody does. Well, but they could. There's nothing stopping other vendors. There's plenty of people that make USB-C chargers, power yes. bricks that work with Macs. There's plenty of people that make USB-C docks quote unquote, you know, boxes that you plug yeah. and you get USB-C and Ethernet or USB-A and Ethernet and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could pass power through that, but you still do need a power brick and that. But you can do it with one wire um, and just plug in one wire and get your power and get your, um, you know, yeah. your extra ports, your Ethernet and USB-A and, and all that. It's possible. And let's not forget that you can definitely charge these computers without going through the MagSafe. Mm-hmm. That, you know, okay, right. it may not right. be as efficient, but you, you can still be charging it. And so, therefore, you plug in a dock uh, or, or an adapter of some kind that has both Ethernet and the connectivity, mm-hmm. and right. you're, you're, you're saving some of that. And um, the 14-inch can fast charge yeah. through the wire. And what I, I read a thing, uh, that the 16-inch can't do that now, but it sounds like it might be able to in the future that the missing link is that there aren't power cables, USB-C cables that are compatible with uh, the new uh, USB-C power delivery. Um, the MagSafe cable is, but the, you can't buy a just plain old USB-C cable and it uses a higher voltage goes up to 48 volts now for for USB-C power delivery. I thought but, it was just a power issue because like if you look at the chargers they ship with 14 inch comes with a 67 and the 
16 inch comes with a 160 or some 140, number. But, 140. But, you, but you can't currently take that 140 power and use a USB-C cable and plug that into one of the USB-C ports. I mean, you can do it, but it will throttle down USB, you know, protocol will not give the full power through that wire. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, it will do it through the, the USB-C to MagSafe wire. Mm-hmm. But from what I read, it sounds like in the future, you will be able to get by a wire that will say, yeah, you're allowed to go up to this whole full 140. Um, so in the future, you could fast charge without using MagSafe if you wanted to for some reason. That wouldn't surprise me. It's a little disturbing that Guy is so quiet. <laughs> Does he not want to wake the cat? Oh. I'm suspicious. Um, the, the one thing that... Um, Kind of surprised me was that they put an HDMI port in there instead of a couple more Thunderbolt 4 ports, which can right. easily be used for connecting up monitors. Uh, this this is like the first laptop in the M series that is capable out of the box of supporting more than one monitor. So having an HDMI port along with, you know, instead of Thunderbolt 4 ports, this didn't seem to make much sense to me. I, I'm with you. And the salt in the wound on that is it's a legacy port because right. it's HDMI 2.0, not 2.1. So you can do 4K 60 hertz. And if you want to do anything else, you get a dongle. Mm-hmm. So you still have to go it's, I mean, it, it is truly wasted space on that computer. And, you know, I agree with both of you, but boy, the internet is just full of people doing backflips over having that HDMI port there. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand it. Personally, I would have preferred them just to put four USB-C ports or more mm-hmm. like they, they did before. That would have been my preference. Um, you know, that way you can choose and do whatever you want. Um, and, you know, anyway. I I don't think that that's how the trade-off would have worked necessarily, but I'm pretty sure that that HDMI port, as much as I'm like, dude, at that price, I want the latest one. I'm willing to bet that will cover 99% of the use cases for, oh crap, I don't have an HDMI port, which is I have to use this piece of crap projector. 720p is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think, Brittany, I think um, you hit it right on the head. I think yeah. you hit it. If, I, I'm going to... I'm going to disagree because, for one thing, people are going to buy this and they're still going to be using this machine four years from now. Mm-hmm. And and secondly, people are going to want to, you know, at, at least like for me, these ports are precious. I've got all of them in use on my computer. So the, if I've got a monitor that requires the, the new spec, that means I can't, you, you know, that HDMI is just going to sit there vacant, doing nothing, and I have to use one of the remaining three uh, Thunderbolt 4 for for ports you know i would much rather that i could use that hdmi port and you know have that uh, uh, you know leave that open you can jim let me introduce you to my friend monoprice my friend monoprice will hook you up in four years no 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 no. projectors won't be any different correct people I, i have an external monitor hooked up all the time right got nothing to do with the projector and you know but I'm in not real sure life, what the, like but, it's an office machine. I see what Brittany's saying. Like the the monitor that you have now may not change in four years. If you have a 4K monitor now that's the current HDMI spec and not something newer, 
then you'll be fine for a long time. And if not, you can probably buy a cable because a lot of the time the display cable isn't hardwired to the back of the display anymore, which is great news because then you can get DisplayPort to Thunderbolt or HDMI or mini DisplayPort or VGA or whatever the crap you want so that you can plug the thing into the other thing and then you're done. And that's one of the things that's been really nice about Apple finally forsaking ports and just making everything be USB-C is because the options available to us for the kind of stuff that we can plug into our computers expanded dramatically at that point. But, okay, I, so I, oh, go ahead, Brittany. I, I, like Jim, I did have a moment of like, oh, lower my head and kick a rock and go, ah, shucks, because yeah, four, four is better than three. But I am wondering if the real life like computational bus trade-off was, guess what? You want to process data from potentially an HDMI and also the SD slot. You want to have these other things, have the other power source. It might have been, okay, that's one USB-C. So David, uh, I think brings up an, our, our David brings up an interesting point in the chat room. He uses an OWC dock with the ethernet. And right. I kind of think that this is where, these are pro machines. Mm-hmm. They are they are meant to be portable, obviously. And I, you know, I, I, I think Brittany hit it, you know, okay, I've got an HDMI port. Um, the only thing I don't have is an ethernet port to connect if I'm out running around. But other than that, I really don't need a dongle for anything else. I'm probably not going to sit there and be like, if I'm going to be super productive, I'm going to be sitting at my desk, sitting this down, plugging it into some kind of dock where I have multiple monitor connections, where I have Ethernet, where I have um, where I have additional storage devices. Yeah. And I'm not going to be dependent on the the lower, quote unquote, lower quality HDMI. And if I want to drive a monitor out through that as an ancillary monitor, but it's not going to be my main monitor. So mm-hmm. I, I guess, I, you know, I, I, we're all doing, we're, do, we're doing exactly what everybody else does. We want to spec the machine exactly the way we want to spec the machine. And right. Apple's saying, I, we address this for, for professionals. We understand that they're going to have extra hardware connected to it at times. And we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm still having a problem with this because <laughs> Apple created this pro machine that they're saying, look, professional video editing right here on this machine. But we're not going to give you the port that you actually need, even though we put the port on there. It's not the right one. And uh, and now, Brittany, your use case where you're going out to a conference or some other event where, oh crap, I need to plug in to this uh, to this projector and no one has a dongle. Okay, yes, for that situation, this HDMI port is totally fine. But if uh, if that's the reason they put the the port on there, just so that we'd be covered uh, at conferences for presentations, they put the port on for the wrong reason. I'm willing to bet it's because people complained and I'm willing to bet that was most of the complaints. Oh yeah, I'm certain that uh, HDMI port and the SD card slot are on there to shut us up as users. (laughs) 
Apple is so tired of hearing us talk about not having an HDMI port, not having an SD card slot, that they're like, fine, we'll put it on there. Just leave us alone. Now be quiet. But the problem with that is now I'm worried that Apple may may become too wishy-washy on what they're going to do and listen too much to what the echo chamber says and then start building computers that instead of giving us what we need, give us what a loud subset of people want. I hope that doesn't happen. I I hope not too. I'm not going to worry about it until I'm actually seeing it. But but yes, that's obviously too far the other direction also. Yeah. Guy? Yeah, I don't think Apple will do that. Um, Apple yeah. has... But I think they just did. No, well, they didn't I, I don't, any think, I don't I think they... When you, when you look at what they did with the keyboard, I would say that was more along the lines of what you're talking about. Um, as, as far as the ports go, I think they mostly put those on because they could rather than because they thought that... Uh, you know the the user base was going to revolt or whatever if they weren't on there because they have they've they've done other machines before that everyone screamed at you know this is the wrong thing for the wrong reason and they sold like hotcakes anyway so oh yeah and and these computers are going to well clearly they already are selling faster than Apple can uh, can well, of keep up this with is also the first generation for M series large MacBook Pros right so, sure. And you know, I this mean, is the same one- thing happened when when the the 13 inch Air and and uh, mm-hmm. original MacBook Pro came out. They they sold like crazy too because those were the first M1 portable Macs. And you it's know, now 1.0. Saying, yeah, now we're saying we've got here is our our next level of processor that has all of this great stuff in it that we spent way too long talking about and putting people to sleep for. And, you know, people are going to just eat it up and and they pretty much are. But the, some of the things that, that Apple's never going to go back to is going to be uh, putting in more RAM, putting in uh, a, a discrete graphics card. Those days are gone. I and anyone who's expecting that to happen again is is kidding themselves that we're never going to see that again because part of the reason why these machines are so fast is because all this stuff is integrated it's the sock right yeah. and, I, and I, even though i'm sitting here complaining about what i'm calling legacy ports being put on these if i was in the market to buy a new mac today i would be all over that 16 inch mm-hmm. m1 pro max throwing in extra ram and storage and i'm getting mm-hmm. hot and i need to go have a minute alone Whew. today's mac voices is supported by the mac voices slack available as a benefit to silver gold and platinum patrons of mac voices the mac voices slack is where you can connect with the members of the mac voices live panel and other mac voices patrons get in on the discussions agree or disagree with our opinions and get your voice heard Sign up at patreon.com slash Mac voices and thanks for supporting Mac voices. And I, I did want to say, although I agreed with Jeff about the HDMI port, they haven't taken anything away effectively um, because from the old machines had four ports mm-hmm. and the new machines have three ports, but the power is separate. So right. you still effectively have three Thunderbolt ports. Um, so, you know, the HDMI is just extra. You know, it's not that big of a deal. I, in a, in a perfect world, I think it. You know, it's kind of disappointing that they didn't use the latest standard, but you know, whatever. 
but also it's like it's 1.0 and now that here's the thing that i'm waiting for and it's not even a particular machine or a particular port what i'm waiting for is remember how we used to get i mean it was corporate but remember how we used to get shade from apple um some of us may remember this back from the uh, Motorola days when Apple would sort of come out and, and say things like, you know, we'd really love to have a new processor for you right now, but the 68K processor or, you know, the PowerPC processor, um, like they just can't increase the speed on them anymore. We're waiting for Motorola, basically we're waiting for Motorola to get their poop in a group and give us a faster processor for you. And it's not happening. And so that's why like all of that stopped in the first place and Apple went, well, we'll show you, we're just going to go team up with Intel, take that. And so they did. And then after that, we got uh, Intel machines for a while. And then Apple ended up having to do the same thing. And, you know, gee willikers, if Intel could just get their poop in a group, you'd get faster machines, but we can only use the fastest ships that Intel makes. And Intel's not making any faster ones right now. And so what I'm looking forward to is we're going to get is the point when we get these, like we get phones. So next fall, we get another wave of machines and it's like, desktops are the odd numbered years and laptops are the even numbered years. And every year in the fall, we get the phones in September and the Macs in October, the end. So I remember a time when in the olden days, when um, it was, um, I think it was Mac, you guys will have to correct me on this, but it was either Macworld in January or, um, uh, uh, Macworld in June, and we'd get hardware at one and software at the other. So we got like new laptops in January, like hardware in January, software in June, I want to say is how it went. And so like every year there'd be one of the machines would get revised in some way and we'd get some different iteration of it. And then later we'd get, you know, what the new operating system was going to look like that everything was going to run. And I want to know when we're going to get back to that, because now that it's up to Apple, like, we know Apple is capable of building their own processor and system on a chip every year because they've been doing it since 2007. So is this where laptops are headed? Are we going to get new laptops every year? And then it's not going to be as big a deal anymore. Like where are we headed with this? That's what I want to know. Okay. A couple of things. Um, first of all, um, Brittany uh, kind of proved her geek cred by putting in the chat room that she watched the processor talk three times. So it was so hot. Because it was see there, see there you go. I um, I'll be in that bunker. <laughs> I'll be in that so, bunker. So, in a bit of comic <laughs> relief from the chat room, Benjamin says my office projector still uses VGA. Can we get a VGA port on the back of the next next MacBook Pro? Yeah, it's going to be right next to the ADB port. He's that yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eric, I, I'm going to I'm going to leave your one comment for for a minute because it's going to launch a whole different discussion. Um, but Brian also says, I'm sure my business has spent more on dongles, dongles, dongles in the last five years than what a new projector would have cost. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Um, and then we were having a discussion about, you know, the fact that the RAM and the expandable RAM and storage, you know, would be, would limit because it's integrated limits, how powerful the, the device can be, but you also lose the benefit of the integration. Yeah, um, he would still like to see RAM the, is in, not as important as it was, as it used to be. 
now and right. disagree because the processing the, the processing situation is fundamentally different than it was with Intel machines. Yes. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, but on my M1, my eight gigs of RAM makes me cry a lot. I, I, I completely disagree. And most of the developers I know disagree with that. Bytes are bytes. Um, and, you know, the fact that the processor is different doesn't, you know, change that. But, but Brittany, you, from what you said, is different. No, yeah, but they're not what, really what, handled differently. So but Brittany, a different what, instruction what, set. Brittany, what you were describing that you're trying to do with your machine is not for that consumer level machine. I mean, no wonder. No, I thought you these cry. were coming out like in June. So, yeah, I, so, I didn't think I'd have to do any editing. Yeah, the, <laughs> that I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, surprise. Um, okay, so first of all, um, I'm going to, I, I have breaking news. Um, I just received an email that my MacBook is going to get here earlier. So, I have now joined the web club in november so that's awesome good for me um and eric Ooh. mentioned the word that we really haven't touched on much here and that's notch oh i was gonna say courage <laughs> <laughs> okay one for Brittany. um yeah. does it, it I, okay I, i've got to start People, get over the notch. Stop complaining. Big deal. What? Oh, who and, cares? And Mark, I think, I can't remember if Mark made the point earlier, before the show started or during his comment, but he really did hit it, where they've actually given you more screen real estate by narrowing the bezel. They just had to right. take a little piece back so, with the camera in. And What's it, the and big it's deal? Right where the menu bar is. So you know, it's where the menu bar is. Anything. Yeah. Okay, so you know how every time we have an event, and Apple Sherlock somebody and we all go, oh, we're all sad for mm, because Apple came out with their mm, and now like their business models doomed. Right. Like we hear that all doomed. the time. Apple doomed. and their Apple and their mindfulness app is coming for calm. Like we heard it. It's not it's not secret. You know who's sending Cupertino fruit baskets every Friday from now until the heat death of the universe? Bartender. Bartender. That's who. Bartender. Was just Apple Sherlock's them. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Apple just gave Bartender a giant gift because if it weren't for Bartender, like I wouldn't even know what to do with my menu bar. It would be a disaster. And the stuff that needs to be like, okay, so for people who don't know, Bartender, um, Jeff, you probably are pulling up the URL right now. Um, Set up. I don't have set up. I buy things, I I buy software licenses. I know, but I don't have set up, so I don't have the URL handy for the actual thing. Jeff's going to pull it up for me. I can tell. Yeah. Because we're on the same wavelength when it comes to Bartender. And Bartender is a utility, and it's a very inexpensive utility at MacBartender.com. And you install it, and it lets you configure all that stuff that runs across your menu bar and then stops because, like, it bumps up against the help menu from the other application that you're running. It helps you organize all that stuff. So, like, for example, my Dropbox icon only shows up in the menu bar when it's doing a thing. And then the rest of the time, it just hides. And then if I have other things that I want to have show up up there all the time, they can show up all the time. Or they just, when the status changes, like I have trip mode and things like that that I use, uh, only like when it needs my attention, does it do a thing? And then the rest of the time, it's not even up there. So I have like 
you know, half a dozen little icons over there. And then if I need to actually see something, I can go up there and click and see the rest of my icons and do the thing I need to do and then get out of it again. And Bartender is super inexpensive. It's not a subscription. It's a glorious app. It always supports the new version of the operating system. I've never had anything but lovely experience with any time I've ever emailed their support for things. Um, and yes, most of the time it was my fault. So it wasn't like they had faulty software. It was just me going, uh, here's the thing I did. And they were like, yeah, check the box for, um, you know, if you're Kelly and you do this, it's not going to work. Just go uncheck that and it'll be fine. I'm like, okay, that's me. So it's a super great app. I'm obviously I'm very excited about it. And the reason I'm excited about it is because it does exactly the thing that it's supposed to do. And that's all it does. And it never gets in my way. And it's exactly like you want an actual bartender to be, which is show up, do the thing they need to do, and then stay out of your way until you need them again. It is the greatest. It's probably one of the greatest things I have installed on my machine. I know I'm a person given to overstatement, but I do not take software lightly. And this is a fantastic app. Okay, so Um, here's my problem that I'm seeing with the notch. And, and I'm not complaining about the notch because, sure, we're getting extra screen space, and that's great. It's the, the problem notch. is that uh, that stuff's going to run into where the notch is, and uh, and that's going to be a problem until developers figure out what they need to do for their apps to address that. This that is why actually... Bartender is going to be great because it can take all that stuff that's on the right and drop it like below the main menu bar so it won't be in the notch. That's solved. But Apple, they already have developers on Twitter saying, okay, developers, if if you need or, or if you want to account for the notch, you need to start changing how you have your menus in the menu bar and consolidate them so there's not as many menus because it's going to run into the notch and people aren't going to see stuff. Um, so it's supposed to automatically jump over the notch, the menus. Yeah. Well, um, and and it, it you know I have a couple of thoughts. First of all, you know I don't love the notch, but I think it's fine. You know it's not the end of the world. Um, it's not going to be I a problem have, six months from now. I, I do have uh, a thirty-two inch four K monitor, and my and I have bartender, but still my menu items go past the center of the the screen. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> um, and sometimes I've had you know, apps that have had their menu items go past the half of the half of the screen. But as as far as the API goes, I don't think that's a problem in general. Very, very little developer change is going to be needed because for, for most of the point time, that screen real estate is controlled by Apple. The menu bar really belongs to Apple. And, you know, so they are, have already made the changes. In fact, one of the unfortunate things is apparently, you probably haven't seen this, but there hasn't been an Xcode beta release. There wasn't for quite, you know, like a month and a half or something. And developers are like, you know, where's the Xcode 13, you know, release candidate? And how are we supposed to make Monterey apps? And apparently Apple was holding it up because it had information about, about the, the, notch the notch in the SDK. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they held it up uh, as a, to keep the secret, which I think that was kind of not not great, but whatever. But anyway, so as long as the menu bar is going, you know, Apple's going to take care of it. Um, you know, if the menu's too long, then it'll jump and continue on the other side. Um, and, you know, you already could have menu bar items run into menus, you know, mm-hmm. that could happen already. So, um, 
you know, not not a big deal. And apparently, I just read earlier today that if you like run your mouse across the top of the screen and you go over the notch, the arrow will jump down and then jump back up when yeah. you get to the other side. Um, so, <clears throat> um, the, the the only case where it might uh, affect apps is if they're you know they're full screen mode. But by default, what apps do when you go into full screen is it will go into full screen and just blank out the top section where the notch is. So that's the oh, okay. default behavior for apps. And that's why it's not going to take six months because it does that now. So basically, if you go into full screen, well, then that notch space turns back into a bezel. Now, what apps can do is they can opt in and say, I don't want that. I'm going to be cognizant of that notch and I'm going to, you know, I want to use that space. So apps can set a flag and, and then it will let them use the entire space. And then the app will have to be programmed to, you know, handle the notch. But I that's doubt- another thing that Apple was talking about on Twitter today, you know, saying, right, right, do but, that, you know, and I, you can do cool stuff I, up in that space. I, I'll bet the number of apps that do that will be barely more than the number of apps support the touch bar. I, I, I bet you're so. right. It's, I mean, until the notch is on every, every display that Apple sells. Mm-hmm. Well, then, and it's never uh, going to be on an external display. Right. Right. Well, Apple'd have to make one first. Yeah. So yeah. Now, now we've got the, the problem that we had with the touch bar. Do you invest in uh, doing something with that space or not? It's also not very much space. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I first saw it, my fir- my first thought was, uh, this is just paving the road for Face ID on your Mac. And so talking about it not coming to every display, I might disagree because maybe then Face ID will come to iMacs because Apple controls the whole thing there too. So maybe yeah. that's a thing that that could happen i don't know i i think I'm one thing that's disappointing about the the notch is you know they did that and we didn't even get center stage I mean, <laughs> yeah come on well you got a 1080p camera and it only took them five years longer than it absolutely should have so and, you know and, you're welcome you know that notch is also way wider than the camera is why is mm-hmm. that but Jim, you know, the, the reason we couldn't get center stage is because Apple needed the horsepower to drive that HDMI 2.1 port that they put on the computer. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Jim, I oh. actually thought of you when we were during the event because it was like Xcode will compile your app four times faster. But I was only partly paying attention because I was trying to reply to somebody. So I heard this computer will compile Xcode four times. <laughs> And it was like right after the battery talk. So I was like, wow, that's a lot better than the ones they have now. I, I, did I know not a lot see, of mobile I did not see friends. that claim. I, you know, I, I, I am actually, uh, you know, a programming dinosaur. I use Objective-C and it's blazing fast. I could care less if it's faster. Um, I just thought it was, it was like my first thought, because I know a lot of people who live in Xcode all day long, professionally who are always complaining about Xcode and the time it takes. And so uh, they're really complaining that, about I was the, like, they're re- really? really complaining about the Swift compiler, which is kind of ironic. Probably. The Swift but compiler is quite it, slow. It amused so me, me greatly. Like, oh, you can compile so, four times. Ooh. 
so let me catch up with the chat room here. Um, first of all, I, <laughs> I want to po- I want to publicly thank um, Webb, who called his buddy Tim and pushed me up the line for the MacBook Pro delivery. So thank you, Webb. Um, That's awesome like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brian, though, asks a fair question. Uh, do you know why it needed to be a notch rather than just a pinhole if it doesn't have face ID? I may have missed something. Is it just a camera? Um, and Eric brought up an, an interesting point that I also never need a webcam. So if I were buying a MacBook Pro, I'd like to have a no-notch option at least. Choice is nice. Um, so why, I mean, why don't we just have a pinhole camera? Um, well, as, if you take a flashlight a, and shine it at the camera that's on your current Mac laptop, you'll see there's more than just a camera there because there, there, there is a... A sensor. One of the ambient light sensors is in there that controls true, to- true tone. And uh, if you have like the backlight adjustment on your keyboard and the brightness setting, all of that stuff happens with multiple sensors, but one of them is there. I'm confused about that. Isn't a camera a high resolution ambient light sensor? Yes, but it's I, not I'm actually kind of serious. Like, you know, not, can't, can't you find out the ambient light from the camera? Not until it went 1080p. <laughs> look okay for people who don't listen charlotte and i have been complaining about the 720 facetime camera in these machines for ever like even when i got my machine i was like well it's a good thing i already own a webcam because this 720 nonsense in the processor in the laptop of the future when i got my m1 uh was nonsense and it's still nonsense but uh that was part of what was sort of interesting about it so I, I have a theory about why the notch is the width it is. I do okay. too. What's yours? Branding. Okay. Hmm. Interesting point. I just thought it was because when they start jamming more stuff up there, the notch won't ever get any wider and they'll be like, look at all the extra stuff that's up there now. Ooh. They could always change it. They just changed the one on the phone. I think, you know, it's rec- you know that notch is now an Apple branded thing. That's that indicates it's an Apple device. Mm-hmm. Eric says, "I wonder where Apple put the ambient light sensor in the PowerBook G4. Wherever it was, it worked like a charm." Interesting um, point. Uh, if you shine your light on the speaker grills, yeah, it's in the speakers. You'll see where the where the ambient light sensor and my and uh, microphones are. Next time on Mac Voices, we wrap up our coverage of Apple's Unleashed event. By continuing the discussion, and it turns into a bit of a debate over the 1080p camera, talk about the HomePod Mini and why there may or may not be color matching issues at Apple, and a whole lot more. Please check back with us then. I know you will enjoy it. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.